I'm Meg Dahl, your Unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. Hey friends and welcome back. I am so happy you are here with me again this week. I have a great episode for you today and I'm really excited for you to listen to Katina Manchanos and I chat about all things adulting. So if you don't know who Katina is, she is known for her business called On Adulting, where it is a space for conscious and mindful millennials. So if you identify as a millennial, this episode will be really up your alley. I'm really excited for you to listen. Honestly, I like on paper, I am a millennial. I was born in 91. So yes, I would definitely be a millennial. But as I'm sure all of you know by now, I am a very old soul. And I really have never identified as a millennial. I just don't feel like really... um associated with that or you know I just I've never felt connected that's the word I've never felt connected with that label of being a millennial and I think that definitely does have to do with me being such an old soul but I love this conversation with Katina we chat about just moving into adulthood and like what that actually means, what that looks like, and some of the ways in which we can navigate through quote unquote adulthood. Because like seriously, I just turned 28, which we'll get to that in a second, but I just had my birthday last week and I'm two years shy of 30, which is absolutely insane. But I know that would consider me to be an adult, but I just like super don't feel like I am in this adulthood that I once thought adulthood would be like, right? When we're children, we think of adults being like this certain way. And Katina and I actually chat about this in today's show. So we talk all about that. And I know you have all been absolutely loving these past three episodes. So if you haven't checked them out yet, the last three episodes of the show, we've talked about Enneagram. So we had a two-part Enneagram series. And then I had one of my close friends, JD Angles, join me on the show as well. So that was just last week's episode. And JD and I chatted about like our Enneagram type, but also our sun, moon, rising sign, our human design, Myers-Briggs, uh, our four tendencies, five love languages, and so on. So we talked all about that. And I always get positive feedback from you ladies after the shows, but I would have to say that 
After last week's show, I received so many messages from you letting me know that that was hands down your favorite episode to date. So if you want more episodes like that, or if there is something specific that you liked about last week's episode, definitely let me know what you loved so much about it. You can shoot me a DM on Instagram, or you can send me an email. My Instagram handle is I am Meg Dahl. So find me there on Instagram if you're not yet friends with me over on Instagram. Shoot me a DM and let me know why you enjoyed last week's episode so much. I fully agree with you that it was such a great episode. It was just a lot of fun to sit down with one of my best friends and chat about all of the things that I really like talking about and really get into how those personality tools and assessments and whatnot can really help us fuel into that self-acceptance and self-love as well. So I just was really excited to hear that all of you were into that conversation as well. So definitely shoot me a DM and let me know um, what you liked most about that episode and what you want to hear more about on this show. But today's episode is really, really fitting. So that's why I wanted to release this episode today. Katina and I recorded this at the very beginning of June, end of May. So it was recorded before my birthday as well as her birthday. Her birthday is the beginning of June, but I thought it was fitting to share it with you this week, seeing as how I just turned 28 last week, so I'm just still coming off that birthday ride, but don't worry guys, I am still going to be celebrating my birthday all month long. One thing I should let you know about is I, my mom actually surprised me with a birthday cake this year and it was made from one of my best friend Christina Rice's website. So if you have not been making Christina's recipes yet, you should go over to her website and find her chocolate cake with the raspberry filling. That's what my mom made me for my birthday and it was easily the best cake. And I'm not even a cake person. I'm more of like an ice cream person. But this cake was unreal. We fed it to our family members that don't eat like gluten-free and all the things. So we fed it to them. Scott gobbled it up. Everyone else absolutely loved it. They had no idea it was like a gluten-free, grain-free cake. So you, if you have a birthday coming up or someone else in your life that has a birthday coming up, I highly recommend this cake. It was awesome. That was definitely one of the highlights of my birthday. But also my parents got me um, DVDs of my two favorite movies from the past year, A Star is Born and my number one favorite, Bohemian Rhapsody. If you did not know that yet, that's not good. (laughs) So there's some fun fact for you that my number one favorite movie of all time forever and ever is Bohemian Rhapsody. And I got that for my birthday and also a huge picture of Queen. 
and it's signed by all of the Queen members. So it was a great birthday all in all, and I am ready to get to today's show with Katina. Enjoy! Hey girl, welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you on today. It's going to be so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, thank you for joining me on the show. So I gave you just a real brief intro before we actually started the goods of today's show. So would Mm -hmm. you mind introducing yourself to everyone so everyone can meet you and hear a little bit more about you? Yeah, sure. So hi, everyone. I'm so excited to be here. Um, My name is Katina Manchanos, and I am the founder of On Adulting, which is a space for millennials to navigate adulthood in a mindful and happy way. I started this community and brand about three years ago now, which is pretty crazy. Um, I'm sure I could get more into my story in a bit, but it has been a journey and it's been really amazing to see it grow into a really cool community of women and men around the country. I think this conversation today is just going to be so unique compared to like everything else I've talked on about on the show so far. So I've just been really excited to sit down with you and chat. And absolutely, I would love to hear a bit more about your journey or a lot more about your journey. I know um, you actually just started your website or your blog just kind of like as an online journal so to speak Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. exactly yes so I started my career in finance back in New York Um, I went to school at NYU for business for finance and management um, and really kind of got sucked into what everyone else was doing which I think is pretty normal for so many of us you know, coming out of college. And when I got there, I pretty much immediately knew that that was not for me. And, you know, coming from a family of small business owners and entrepreneurs, I was really passionate about figuring out how to make my mark in the world and also how to do something that really lit me up inside instead of kind of going to work and doing, you know, things that maybe I wasn't excited or passionate about and then going home, going to the gym and kind of falling into that routine trap. So pretty quickly I started writing and really trying to figure out what made me excited, but also I was so passionate about bringing people along on this journey. So I started just writing to friends and family about why I was so happy before I started work and what made me unhappy at that point, um, which is a very classic millennial move, if anything else. And yeah, they just mostly encouraged me to really start writing publicly. They were like, you know, we honestly are over (laughs) getting these emails from you every week. I think you should share this with other people. Um, And then from there, I just started writing on Medium and kind of getting picked up in publications like Huffington Post and Teen Vogue and 
it's really grown into something I could have never imagined, but it's been so cool to see how many people are really just not settling for, you know, the regular jobs and lives that we've been told are normal. Right. I am definitely witnessing that shift right along with you that there's so many other just men and women our age or around our age that just, I like how you put it, aren't settling for Mm -hmm. what we've just been kind of led to believe that our lives have to look like. So just going back, you were actually Mm -hmm. emailing your family and just like telling them kind of (laughs) stories and stuff. Yes. So interestingly, a part of my story I left out was um, I ended up graduating early from Stern from NYU's business school um, a semester early. And I decided to backpack through Australia and New Zealand by myself for about four months. And while I was doing that, I kind of was hit with this realization that I was about to start this job in this big corporation investment bank that you know, what probably wasn't what I wanted to necessarily do. And so I started journaling a ton during that phase and then continued it, but moved it into email form to (laughs) all the people close to me. So apologies if anyone's listening who received those, but it's really funny. I'm sure if anyone else has done something like, you know, where you kept track of your own growth, it's really amazing to look back at those and see, you know, not just how much you've grown, but also how insightful you were at that time um, and how much you really knew deep down about yourself that you weren't allowing yourself to admit. Mm-hmm. So it was a pretty interesting time, but yes, <laughs> emailing my friends and family these very deep thoughts about life and they were like, who is this 21-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So when were you actually, like, what's your birth date? Um, it's actually coming up. My birthday is June 4th, so I'm turning 27 this year, which is pretty crazy. Um, so I really started writing I was writing you know to friends and family for about a year and a half two years and then switched into a new role where I felt a lot more comfortable um and on this path to really figuring out what I wanted to do but I was still not there yet so once I did that I actually officially started on adulting as its own brand and blog and community um and from there, it's really shifted into something that has been a really exciting journey. Yeah, it's really, really cool to just see and read the stuff that you're putting out there for sure. And I love that you're a June baby. I'm also a June baby. So oh my gosh, yay, Gemini's. Yeah, I know. Well, it's so funny Um, because I always thought that Gemini's were regarded as so cool. And my younger brother was just telling me that <laughs> most people see Gemini's as like really crazy and talkative. And I was like, what? So I'm glad that I have a fellow Gemini in my corner. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I love it. Yeah, I was chatting with one of my friends not too long ago about Gemini's and just, you know, all of the different zodiac signs Mm -hmm. and typically Gemini's are known to 
be able to be kind of like chameleons almost, mm-hmm. where we can really adapt to different situations and the people around us. So totally that resonates with it. me big time. Yes. Yeah. So one thing that I loved that I read on your site is how Mm -hmm. when we do get to like, and this is air quotes, like adulthood. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm 27 right now, about to turn 28 at the end of June. Mm -hmm. And I still do not feel like an adult, I guess. But like, I mean, it's I it's been 10 years since I graduated from high school, which is absolutely mm-hmm. insane and terrifying. I just don't so feel crazy. like it's real. But I love how you worded on your site that no one tells you how like weird and confusing this all is. Right. Totally. Yeah. Totally. So what were some of the things that really came up for you when you started in this phase of your life that you were like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, what is going on right now? Yeah, no, that's so true. And I still feel like it's something that every single day it's a journey. But I think probably the biggest thing that I realized, well, two things come up for me. First is that you're right. No one knows what they're doing. And it's something that is a continuous process that everyone is figuring out. And I think before I entered quote unquote adulthood, I thought that there were two sides to life, like one before you entered the working world and one afterwards. And once you started working and were an official adult, you knew what you were doing. Like something just came over you and you were not confused. You had a path and that was it. And I feel like that realization was probably the most shocking to me that all the people I had looked up to, my parents, my mentors, my managers, they were just as, you know, confused as I was. And it was refreshing and reassuring in some ways, but also um, made me more stressed out because I was like, am I ever going to figure this out if they don't even know what the answers are? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was a really interesting observation, but you know, something that empowered me to really start to think about what do I want? And I think that's the second piece that was the biggest shock or kind of learning to me was that many people go through life settling for, you know, what they believe is achievable. And I think that once I entered the working world, I saw so many people around me doing that. They like were living, you know, great lives that could have been better, but didn't necessarily want to put that much more effort into it or didn't know that they could. And I think I really, really made a commitment to myself from day one to figure out what I wanted and also continue to ask myself if that was the best version of my life at every single point. Because I think that um, it's really easy to kind of negotiate all these different aspects of life instead of really, really choose. So Those two realizations have been pretty interesting for me and something that, you know, I'm still learning to navigate myself, but also something now that I 
actually helps people navigate themselves, which is really cool to start giving back and helping people take charge of their lives as well. Mm -hmm. So recently I was on Instagram stories and just talking Mm -hmm. about how much I enjoy what I do. And I just wake Mm -hmm. up every day feeling so grateful for what I do. And I love those Instagram stickers where you can ask a question or, you know, um, take a poll. And the majority of people that were watching my stories that day actually weren't fulfilled in what they were doing and they were wanting to change careers in one way or another. So Mm -hmm. what would you say to those women or those individuals who are at a point where they're just starting to realize that like, okay, what I'm doing actually isn't satisfying me. And they're feeling Mm -hmm. that really strong pull to maybe start making a change in their life. Totally. I think that uh, I couldn't kind of relate more. And it's something that is really exciting, but also really scary. Because once you start to recognize that, there are so many parts of your life that you become more awake to, and you become more um, open to noticing how it could be more engaging or making you feel more alive. So I totally get the worry, but also the mix of excitement with it as well. And I think that there are a couple of things I would say. The first is, I think that it's really hard in our world to spend time by ourselves and truly, truly by ourselves, not just, you know, like going for a little walk and being on your phone while you're doing it. (laughs) And I think the number one thing that's really helped me and what I recommend to all the people I work with and the unadulting community is starting to get comfortable being alone. Because I think in those moments, you really start to notice what you like and what you don't like. And you start to become more conscious and more aware to how you're feeling in certain situations. So number one thing is taking some time, even if it is a small block, but, you know, turning off your phone or sitting in meditation or spending time journaling, um, maybe taking yourself on what I like to call an inspiration date, but doing something that really allows you to reflect and be fully present with yourself. And I think an outcome of that and another thing I would recommend is starting to get really conscious and aware of what parts of your life light you up and which parts don't at all. And that being said, I'm not saying that every single part of your life, if you start to make change, is going to be amazing and, you know, we're not going to have to do shitty or hard things, but we're starting to realize when things really make you feel excited is when you could start to aggregate more of them into your life. So starting with just becoming aware and then second is starting to actually reflect and realize where you can bring more of that excitement into your life and how you could do it and safe, simple ways and start to grow that and take more risks over time. So starting slow and simple, I would say is really important, but getting those reflection muscles going is 
probably the most number one impactful thing you could do. Yeah. And I just honestly cannot agree with you more in terms of like, we just are not comfortable with being with ourselves or really quiet with ourselves. So, I mean, lately I have been taking my phone on a walk, but I'll like just put it somewhere that I'm not grabbing it constantly because I love just going out with, I never have like earbuds in my ears ever. I Mm -hmm. like, that's something that I just cannot do. And um, just like having noise in my ears constantly. I love getting really quiet. And I think so much clarity comes with getting really quiet, right? Totally. Yeah. So were you nervous when you started making this change in your life? Because I think that's something that, um, really blocks people from following, Mm -hmm. um, what they're being called to do is Mm -hmm. the fear of the unknown or the fear of being judged. So if we can kind of like address those fears or maybe some of the other fears that your clients um, come to you with about changing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that the number one thing to recognize is that all those fears are valid and real, right? Like a lot of times, I think when we're kind of living, moving through life unconsciously, we, and by unconsciously, I mean, kind of not actively recognizing what lights us up and what, um, you know, makes us stressed out or worried and just thinking that that's how things have to be, but actually shifting our mindset to question, is this how I want things to be? And is it possible for me to make change? I think whenever you start to question those things, you realize that fear is the number one kind of neighbor to those questions, right? It always comes up. So first, like taking time to get to know it. And I think in that process, a lot of us actually realize that those fears um, don't necessarily make sense, right? They're just based on what other people have told us we should be scared of. So I really love this exercise that I've kind of been obsessed with recommending lately, but it's called fear setting. Um, and Tim Ferriss has a whole TED talk on it and it's really made such an impact in my life and so many other people that, um, I coach lives, but essentially what it is, is writing down the thing that you are most scared of, whether it's quitting your job or moving to a new city or even, you know, um, deciding to move to a cheaper apartment in order to save more money, whatever the thing is, you kind of write that fear out and then write out the worst case scenario. So you start to really see what is the actual worst thing that would happen. And I guarantee that every single time people go through this exercise, their main reaction is like, wait, that isn't bad at all. Like, this is what I was actually scared of. Um, And you start to just recognize that things aren't as scary as they seem, even though that fear is real, they, it's something that you can work through. And it's also something that, um, doesn't need to exist if you don't want it to. So I would definitely recommend kind of working through that exercise. And then also there are a bunch of other like 
tools that I like to use personally, I am obsessed with this um, program or tool called EFT. It's emotional freedom technique or Mm -hmm. tapping. Um, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of it, but I got introduced to it about a year and a half ago by this woman, Kate Winch in San Francisco. And it's essentially this like unique way of speaking your fears out loud, like your fear that people are judging you or you're afraid that people won't like you or you need to be perfect, different things like that. And you speak out why you're afraid of that. And then you go through all the options of what if I could let go? What if I could make a change? And this is how I feel when I make a change. So really allowing your mind to recognize what it's like to work through the fear and kind of see the fear for what it is. So that was a lot of information, but I think the main two things are like recognizing it's real, but also noticing that you can work through it if you really want to. Yeah, no, those are some great tips. And we did talk about EFT in a previous episode, but it's so nice to hear someone else like kind of describe it really quick and how it's been such a positive impact in their life too. So thank you for sharing that. Um, Yeah. So kind of shifting from business to just like adulthood in general and given like the age ranges of what millennials would be as of right Mm -hmm. now, I know a huge thing that would be kind of like a focal point in most of our lives would be Mm -hmm. relationships. And I know that's Mm -hmm. something that you actually talk about quite a bit, Mm -hmm. um, quite openly on your blog and things like that. And Mm -hmm. I really do enjoy your blog posts about relationships. And there was one that you were Mm -hmm. chatting about how your partner is never going to be perfect. And I Mm -hmm. thought we could maybe like go into kind of relationship stuff in today's episode, just because I feel like that is something that a lot of females, even males that are in around our age Mm -hmm. are in that midst of, right? Totally. Yeah. It's so interesting because I feel like it's something that so many of us are constantly, um, like worried about for lack of better words. And it takes up so much of our mental energy, whether you're in a relationship or not. Um, luckily for me, I have been in a relation, long-term relationship since I graduated college. So all of my adult years, um, and honestly, my boyfriend is amazing and really like my life partner. So it's really cool to kind of see and witness how uh, growing relationships relationship works, especially as you shift as a person. Um, but I think that article on, that you brought up and the point really comes back to recognizing that we are all like 
imperfect human beings, right? Mm -hmm. There are so many aspects of us that we are continuing to work through and maybe don't even recognize are things that we need to shift or change or be aware of. And I think a lot of times in our world today, and, you know, maybe this was true for other generations, but I think there's a lot of research that points to the fact that it wasn't is that since we're exposed to so much information and option in our world, whether it's like how many, um, you know, things we could order from the supermarket or how many people we could date, we're constantly looking for that perfect person, the person that hits every single one of our wish list items. And if we find one minor thing wrong with them, we're like, that's it, done. Or like, this won't work. So I think in my experience, interestingly, my partner's name is Doopy, and we both, you know, went to the same college and um, were in other long-term relationships all through school and knew each other, you know, as friends, but didn't start dating until after school. And we, when we first started dating, we were like, you know, trying to pretend that we were just friends and really um, not acknowledging the kind of energy between us because from the outside, we were both so different. Like we would have never on paper imagined that we would be together. Um, We come from really different family backgrounds, you know, His family is Indian and my family is Greek Orthodox and both of us have pretty strong cultural ties. So there were things that like would have made us not choose each other if we were approaching relationships with that mindset. But I think kind of allowing yourself again, like I talked about before with jobs, like just to experiment and see what happens and allow things to kind of fall into your life as, you know, with an open mind is really the most interesting way to approach life with anything. But I think especially around relationships, because you need um, to have no expectations going into them. Right. So I think it all comes back to this idea of just like, approaching life with almost this kid-like perspective and seeing what happens. And that's really where I found the magic lies. So Mm -hmm. it's pretty interesting. (laughs) Yeah. I like that. No expectations. And, Mm -hmm. you know, what you said about like on paper, you two wouldn't really ever think about being a couple and just like letting that stuff go. Right. Totally. Yeah. So when you did, I know you have another blog post about this and I think it's a great topic. But um, when you actually were in a solid relationship Mm -hmm. and then you start your blog post is about like coexisting with another human. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that's another thing that so many of us adults in like our 20s mm-hmm. need to start navigating is okay mm-hmm. it's not just about us anymore we have totally. these other important people in our lives so what were some of like the biggest transitions in your life when you started going through that phase 
Yeah. So interesting. I haven't thought about this stuff in a while, so I love it. It's like one of my favorite topics that I never get to talk about. Um, so it's so fun. Oh, that's yeah, great. <laughs> yeah. It's really interesting because so Doopy and I have been through a lot of different shifts in our relationship. First, we both, you know, are from New York and lived in New York and moved in together about a year and a half after dating. So that number one transition of coexisting together in one space um, was really interesting. And I think I'll come back to some of the observations, but to me, through all of the different transitions we've made, both from moving in together to moving across the country to San Francisco to now, actually, we just got a puppy a few weeks ago. Um, so all of these big ways of coexisting together really comes back to, um, and I know so many people talk about this with relationships, but it's proven so true, is being real in your communications. And I remember so specifically when we first moved in together, um, I was kind of getting this angst because I was like, I'm a very intensely clean person, right? Like I'm always, um, having everything, you know, make my bed the moment I get out of it. So it's definitely not feasible for most people to live with me in a sane way. <laughs> um, but I remember I was always doing laundry and I was the one that was doing the laundry. And I remember, you know, getting really frustrated about it. And finally, I it was over a period of like two weeks. And I got to this point and I was like, wait, why am I holding all of this stress inside? Like, this is the person that I care about the most and that I'm so connected to. And I can't tell them that, you know, well, doing laundry is frustrating me. And when I realized that that was such a silly thing to hold on to, but so many of us do it and it leads to much bigger problems over time. Um, I realized like, I just need I don't know why I haven't recognized to say this out loud. So when I told Doopy, he was like, you know what? i had been getting frustrated about doing the cooking. Like I'm always doing the cooking. And we realized in that moment, we just have really different strengths. Like Doopy's way of releasing stress is cooking. And my way of releasing stress is cleaning. And it's okay. We don't need to have them perfectly balanced. Like, it, you know, could be something that we own separately. But once we had just communicated that out loud, we were like, oh, oh my gosh, that was such a release. Uh, like you own that section. You don't need to get all mad and frustrated about me not doing any part of it. I'll own my section and that's it. We're done. And I think we've applied that mentality to so many different areas of our lives. But Really, like I would encourage everyone listening to this to just take a step back and think about one thing that you think is really small right now, but you're holding on to and it's bringing you stress for no reason. Like there's so many things in life that we kind of go through and forget about um, and realize that over time it builds up and makes us really stressed or frustrated. So I would say that's my number one perspective on coexisting. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And such a great example. I think so many of us can relate to, I know Scott in like Scott, my boyfriend, he did, yeah. he's in charge of the, of the laundry here. And I do <laughs> like 
the cooking and things like that because that's kind of my zone. It's like, yeah. okay, don't touch the food. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's so that's awesome. <laughs> so cool. Okay, so I know you said that you haven't talked about that stuff in a while, so I'm happy mm-hmm. I brought that up. But yeah. if we kind of like speed forward now to kind of present Mm -hmm. day you mentioned that you are turning 27 in June so how do you feel now that you're like closer to your 30s than not Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh my gosh yeah it's so crazy that you asked that because I was literally this morning just my birthday is in uh, like five days so I every single year like to write out um, two things on my birthday. First, I like to write out kind of a reflection on the year past and a letter to um, my younger self the year before about all the things that I'm really proud of. And it sounds so cheesy, but honestly, reading back past ones, I always am like sobbing in the corner. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that does not sound cheesy at all. (laughs) Yeah. And it feels really good just to be like, wow, I've, you know, we get so caught up in our everyday and thinking ahead and making all these goals that we never, even if we like, acknowledge that we feel grateful for things we don't necessarily take the time to be like dude you have done so many cool things that like just take a second to be proud of you Mm -hmm. um so I love kind of doing that and it really allows me to get out of the stress and worry that comes from getting another year older but honestly I remember when I was just graduating college I like Doopy would always say um, he would kind of count out multiple years on my birthday. So if I was turning 23, he would be like, happy 27th birthday. And it would make me so stressed and upset. It was such a weird thing that I would be really, really upset about um, because I was so afraid of getting older and not necessarily quote unquote accomplishing things or feeling like I was behind. And Once I turned 25, but I would say with each passing year, I've honestly just felt so much more like grateful for every single year that I've grown older and so much more comfortable. I think, I don't know if you feel the same, but I feel like when you're younger, you have all this like angst and worry about what's to come and that you're like not moving fast enough. And the more that you kind of grow and age, it sounds so corny, but you really start to realize that like, there's literally nothing to run towards. Like you are doing fine. You're doing amazing. And you also are achieving things in the way that you should. Like there's no rush. So I think that's really mostly the feelings of um, gratitude, but excitement is, you know, as I look forward. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm so happy that you're looking forward to it because (laughs) so many people stress. And I know that was me like years ago. I never wanted to get older. I always wanted to stay super young. But I mean, as much as I joke about it, because I truly do joke about it quite often recently, just like just because 
to me, 28 sounds really old. <laughs> crazy, right? And I know. Um, I know it like in reality, I know it's not old, but I just yeah. feel like really it's old. insane. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, I yeah. totally agree. And I, I think, think it's, it's funny. funny. Um, I feel the same way, but um, as I said before, we just got a puppy a few weeks ago and my mom was like, I cannot believe you guys are getting a puppy. Like, that is so crazy. You guys are so young. Like, you know, you have so much time to travel. Like, why do you want to be held down by a puppy and all this stuff? And yeah. I had a moment of reckoning with my mom because I was like, mom, we're 27. Like, we're not children. You know what I mean? Some people have kids at this age. It's not like we're like, you know, really that young anymore that it would be irresponsible. And I think it's kind of funny to see how other people react to your age, right? Because you feel so old, but then I'm sure other people who are double your age are like, you are so young. (laughs) Yes, exactly. No, I've... I posted on Instagram about how I just felt so old turning 28 and then people that were older than me were like, okay, you need a reality (laughs) check if you think that's old. Yeah. That always happens. That's awesome. So I know we are getting to the end of the podcast today, but I cannot help but tell you how cute your puppy is even though you oh, obviously know that but <laughs> so cute He's the best. and yeah, we um, actually adopted him um unexpectedly so it's been awesome since then <laughs> that's so great so um I know for me like this you are in the same position as I was mm-hmm. two years ago I just got mm-hmm. a puppy two years ago and oh the whole like it's a lot. It's a lot of work to train them. And yeah, but it's just, it's honestly like the best decision I ever made was getting a puppy. Yeah. Yes. A lot of work, but feels so good. (laughs) Yes. All right, girl. So I have one more question for you as we wrap up this show and it's, what does it mean to you to be unbreakable? Mm, that is such a good question. I feel like for me, the first thing that comes to mind, and it probably really is a compilation of so much that we talked about today, but it's really this concept of being soft and strong at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times we've been told that, you know, in order to be really strong and powerful, you have to keep pushing and fighting and doing all these things. And in order to be unbreakable, you have to keep pushing through. And I think there's obviously such a strong component of that in that concept. But also, I've been really leaning into, especially as I'm getting older, this idea of just being soft and kind to myself um, and allowing myself to just live in whatever feelings that come up for me and knowing that um, both of those things could coexist at the same time. So that's what I would say my answer is being soft and strong at the same time. I love it. Thank you so much for this beautiful conversation, sweetheart. Where can everyone find you? 
Yeah, totally. So um, you could check me out at on adulting on Instagram. Um, we also have a really cool community of women and men on Facebook on um, the space. It's called on adulting space. Um, and then on my website at on adulting. Awesome. So, I will, same thing. <laughs> awesome. I will have everything linked up for everyone Yay. so they can join you over there. Thank you so awesome. much for joining us here this week. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It was amazing to chat. Lots of fun. Thank you. Yeah.